said, he came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I just want to preach to you tonight just a simple thought. I'm getting it all back. I'm getting it all back. Amen. Would you help me right now by lifting your hands and your voice to heaven and ask the Lord to move in this place. God, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate everything that you're doing in this house even now. God, we pray right now that your anointing that destroys every yoke would fall in this house. Saturate us with a fresh touch of the anointing of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, would somebody clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Before you're seated, touch somebody next to you and tell them, I'm going to help the preacher preach. If they didn't say it back to you, push them out in the aisle, make them sit down in the aisle. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. We understand tonight that the Bible is extremely clear about this thief that Jesus is talking about here. You don't have to do any guesswork. You don't have to take a theology class to figure out who he's talking about. We understand he's talking about Satan, Lucifer, the thief, the one that comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. And so with that in mind, Jesus tells us, he says, I understand firstly that that you need to get the revelation of who you're fighting. He tells us, Throughout the word of God by different men like the apostle Paul, he would write that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, spiritual wickednesses in high places. He, he lets us know that this is not a physical fight that we are fighting. However, it is indeed a spiritual fight that we are up against even in 2022. And so he begins to talk about the thief just briefly, but I, I will tell you that the story of the thief is laced throughout the word of God, beginning in Genesis, ending in Revelation. You can find him in almost every single book of your Bible. In Zechariah chapter 5, we, we see the thief, and not only do we see him, but we see a curse that is to come upon him. Because the word of God tells us in Zechariah chapter 5, it's, it's kind of out of sync with the other chapters of the book of Zechariah. Chapter 3 and chapter 4, God is establishing the church and he is establishing the all and he's establishing the olive tree. Um, but in chapter 5, Zechariah has a vision. He says he lifts up his eyes and he sees a flying roll. And so God speaks to him and says, hey, Zechariah, what, what do you see? He says, I see a flying roll. And so God begins to give him the revelation of what this flying roll is. And God speaks and says, this is going to be something that is going to cut the thief off. He says, I'm going to put an end to the way of the thief by this scroll. And many theologians will tell you tonight, if you begin to study the word of God, that this, this scroll is not just a word of, from God, but it is the word of God. And Zechariah said, what I could see with my spiritual eyes is that 
the word of God would come and it would cut off the thief. The word of God was going to come and it was going to put away to the ends of the thief. That's where it is fulfilled in the book of John chapter 10 when the word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. And so that word, that, that, that scroll is being fulfilled in John chapter 10 in his own words. Jesus is talking about the same thief that Zechariah is talking about. And he said, this thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus tells us, he said, but I am come not only to restore, not only to give you life, not only to bless you, but there's something in here that Jesus tells us that is a part of the curse of the thief. And in this he says, I have come not only to put an end to the way of the thief, but Pastor Mora, he said, I come not only to give you back what the devil stole from you, but I come that you might have it and have it more abundantly. Jesus was telling them, I understand that you live in an era where the devil has tried to steal from you. I understand there are people here tonight that the devil has stolen from you. And I've come to tell you that you're getting it all back. But I've not just come to tell you that you're getting it all back. I've come to tell you what Jesus said. Jesus didn't just say, you're going to get it back. He said, you're going to get it back and you're going to get it back more abundantly. I've come to tell somebody that the devil stole your peace of mind and your joy in your spirit. You're going to get it back. But you're not just going to get the peace that you had back. You're going to get it back with more abundantly. You're not... I feel like preaching on a Wednesday night. You're not just going to get your joy back. You're going to get your, your joy back and more than you ever had before. I've come to tell somebody tonight that there's a blessing on the way. There's a breakthrough on the way. And God's going to make the devil be the one to give it to you. Hey, I know you stole that, but give it back. Give, I wish there'd be somebody right now that stand up and roll their shoulders back and hold your head up high. Look the devil in the eye and say, I want it all back. I, everything you stole, give it back. Give it back. Give it back. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When Zechariah is seeing this word from God, Zechariah gets a little glimpse into heaven. Understand that there are few times in the word of God that God speaks directly to Satan. It's there. It's throughout the word of God. However, it's not something that is very common. Most of the time, God sends a prophet to prophesy against the people that are the embodiment of the church of Satan, if you'll let me just put it like that. He sends a word, uh, he sends a man of God with a word from God to Babylon. He sends a word from God, from God through the man of God through, through, uh, to Nineveh and, and so on and so on. And so God is telling and taking a man and sending that man to give a word to Lucifer in other words. But in Zechariah chapter 5, or I, I'm sorry, in chapter 3, there is something very interesting that begins to happen. 
happen. God begins to speak directly to Lucifer himself. He begins to speak not going around by Mary's house. He begins to talk to him. As a matter of fact, the Bible reads like this. And the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuked thee, Satan. Even the Lord that had chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? This is not a moment. God, I understand where we're at right here in Zechariah chapter 3. The thief is trying to steal. The thief is trying to destroy God's people. The thief is trying to bring every kind of chaos that he can to the people of God. And God steps up and he says, Oh, Satan, you done it, done it this time. Because I'm not sending a preacher to rebuke you. I'm not sending a saint to rebuke you. But the Lord rebuked thee, Satan. Even the Lord that had chosen Jerusalem. Even the Lord that had chosen his chosen people. He rebukes you. I've come to tell you tonight that the reason you can rebuke the devil and get your stuff back is because he's already been rebuked by the Lord. And he said greater things than these shall ye do also because I go unto my Father. You want to know why you got the power to take it all back? Because God already said, Lucifer, you are cursed and I rebuke you. I've come to tell somebody tonight, you need to open up your mouth. You need to open up your mouth and begin to rebuke the thief. You're not going to mess with my children. You're not messing with my family. You're not messing with my finances. You're not going to mess with my mind. The Lord rebuke you and I will rebuke you. I've got the blood of Jesus and it gives me power. I've got the Holy Ghost and it gives me power. Satan, I just want you to know that we we want it all back. I don't know if I can do all of that stuff. Well, then you must not believe what Jesus said when he said, and ye shall receive power after which the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Well, I ain't never, rec- I ain't never felt that kind of power. Well, you might want to check your Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost I got You can walk into hell outnumbered a thousand to one and walk out kicking demons in the teeth uh, everywhere you go. I'm here to tell you, God gave you that kind of power. He put it on the inside. It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the Sunday school teacher. It's not just for the usher, but it's for everybody. He said, if you got the Holy Ghost, you've got power and you can rebuke the devil. You've got power to take it back. You've got power to look the devil's... I wish I had somebody help me preach right now. You can look the devil square in the eye and say, I want my stuff back. I know some of you are wanting some real deep right now. Preacher, come on. Give me something that you want. I'll give you something that you want. You need to toughen up a little bit and walk to the gates of hell and knock on hell's door and say, give it all back. I wish there'd be a mama right now with some backslidden children that tell the devil, give me my children back. I wish there'd be a daddy right now who their son's out in the world that you begin to speak. Devil, give me my son back. 
we want it all we don't want just some of it we don't want a little bit of what we had but we want it all back and God said we can have it back and more Exodus chapter 22 is known as the law on how to deal with the thief it is the Old Testament law, but you have to understand that the Old Testament law physically is morphed into a New Testament law spiritually. Anybody believe that? It, it, it is an Old Testament physical representation of a spiritual thing that is to come. So Exodus chapter 22 it deals, and I, I'm just going to tell you what Jesus said. I'm going to tell you what the Bible said. The Bible tells us that God had Moses write this down. He said, if a man shall steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore. Now listen, get this. This makes me want to shout every time I read this. This is what God said. If you catch the thief stealing an ox... He shall restore five oxen for one ox. What does that mean? That means not only does the devil have to give you back what he stole, but he's got to give it back five times greater than he stole it. Say, well, well, what do oxen mean? Preacher, you're always talking about these types and shadows. I'm so glad you asked. Because you can go to the book of Proverbs chapter 14 and find that the Bible says that there is much strength that is given by the increase of the, uh, of the ox. And where there is no oxen, the crib is clean. And so it, it is a type, and you can study this throughout Scripture. It is a type of prosperity. It is a type of blessing. It is a type of being, of being financially stable. If you were in the Old Testament, and you were a man with many oxen people would look at you as a rich man and so I've just come to preach to you tonight what the Bible says the Bible told us that if the devil steals one ox that he's got to restore five ox so maybe maybe just maybe the devil came in and started playing in your money a little bit and you lost a thousand dollars you got a reason to shout on a Wednesday night because you got five on the way Say, preacher, I don't know about all that prosperity stuff. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. It's not charismatic. It's apostolic. Where do you think they got it from? Because uh, he said, I would that you would prosper uh, and be in health even as your soul prospers. Uh, I've come to tell somebody tonight, uh, you got a reason to shout uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, you thought it was going to take you out, uh, and you thought it was going to destroy you. Uh, but, honey, God was setting you up uh, for a five-time greater blessing uh, than than you ever would have had in the first place. I know the devil stole it, but God said he's going to give it back and he's got I wish I could get somebody right now to believe what I'm preaching and put it in the devil's face and say I want it back and I want it back five times 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I just preach to you right now in the Holy Ghost? Uh, and you can take it however you want to. Uh, I know you're getting credit card debt. Uh, I, I, I know the banker's been calling, uh, looking for money, uh, because things have been, haven't been happening the way they should be. Uh, but let me just tell you, uh, God said you've been faithful. Uh, God said you kept on giving. Uh, God said you kept on going to the house of God. Uh, and I'm going to make the devil bless you. Uh, and he's going to bless you five times greater than it was before let me tell you something I know you start preaching about money and automatically you're out for my money and you're charismatic I don't want your money God's taking care of me I'm, I'm just trying to give you a recipe to be blessed tonight I I believe, well, more than just what I believe. If you disagree with this, he's right and I'm wrong. But I really do believe that every dollar that was spent on alcohol and drugs while you were in the world, <laughs> every dollar that was spent on a cigarette, every dollar that was spent on immorality, God says, when you came to this church, and you caught the thief messing around, I'm going to give it back to you five times greater. Some of y'all got a heavenly banking account already worked up. You got something to shout about. Hey, the devil stole it from me, but I got a reason to rejoice because what the devil meant for evil, God said he'd turn it around and he'd work it out for my good. Devil, you thought you were going to take me out. You didn't even know. You were just making me stronger. You were just making me more blessed. You were just making me the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. The lender and not the poro. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy field. Blessed shall thou be in thy store. You get ready, honey, because the season of blessings are getting ready to open up. And it's going to come from places you never thought it was going to come from. How do you know? Because the devil owes me, and he owes me back with interest. Oxen. Oxen are a type and a shadow of strength. The Bible tells us that there is increase given by the strength of an ox. Can I preach to somebody right now that the devil backed you in a corner? And you've been kind of like the city of Samaria. You've been in besiegement until you're starving to death spiritually. And you've, been, you've become weak and feeble can I tell you right now in the Holy Ghost that when you catch the thief doing what he's doing, John 10 and 10 tells us who he is. When you catch that thief, not only does he got to give you your strength back, but five times stronger. He messed up. Devil, you just thought I was a prayer warrior. You, you, you just thought I was a prayer warrior when I went in this. You just thought I knew how to pray in the Holy Ghost when I went in this. You, you just thought I knew how to pray uh, until something happened when I went in this. Uh, and I know I'm weak right now, but I've come to tell somebody, I came with a word of encouragement uh, on a Wednesday night uh, that you're going to be stronger. 
I said, you're going to be stronger than you've ever been before. Devil, you really messed up this time. Because when I come out of this trial, I'm going to do damage to hell's kingdom. Because if you think I worship before, I'll be a five-time greater worshiper. If you think I'll leap for joy before, I'll be a five-time greater leaper. If you think I ran the I'll run like I've never run. I'll dance like I've never danced. I'll shout like I've never shouted. I'm coming back, and I'm coming back five times greater than I was before. That's why we can say no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Because what was designed, you, it's, it's simple preaching. I know, I know you came to hear something deep tonight, but maybe come back next Wednesday night and you can hear something deep then. Maybe come back Sunday morning and pastor, he'll preach something deep. Right now, I just come to kick the devil in the mouth. Every night again, you just got to get mad and throw a hissy fit and say, I want it all back. That's why we can say no weapon. Because although it's formed, uh, every weapon that comes against me, uh, when it comes against me, God makes me stronger than the weapon was. Uh, that's why you got to stay connected to the Holy Ghost. Uh, because the weapon will work uh, as long as you're trying to fight it on your own. Uh, the weapons will work uh, as long as you're working in your own might uh, and in your own power. Uh, but the moment you step into the Spirit, uh, you're stronger, uh, you're wiser, uh, you're more than you're more than more than more more than a conqueror you're more than able when you step in the spirit he said if if the thief steals an ox he's got to restore five oxen for one ox he said if he steals a sheep he kills it oh I feel like preaching He's got to restore four sheep for one sheep. Brother, can you help me? Do you have your uh, iPhone phone at all on you? Is it right there? Can you? Get, does it have a calculator on it? Do you have one of them kinds? It's got a calculator. And we're going to take our time right here because I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how this works. He says, now, if you, if you have one sheep and the devil takes it, he's got to restore Four sheep for one sheep. Now, I, I'm going to turn around. Look at them. Everybody in here that knows a backslider, raise your hand. Now, we're going to do this quickly. Can you count? You need your shoes off? Okay, I'll take mine off too. Let's count them up. I know we're taking our time. This is all right, though. This, this is Holy Ghost Church. Eight, nine, 17. All right, now I want you to write that down and multiply that. For every sheep that was lost, multiply that times four. What's that number? And for those of you that didn't hear him, he said 264. This church ain't big enough. 
That's without winning one new convert. That's what the devil owes us right now. That's not to count the people that know multiple backsliders. Oh, I feel like preaching now. Devil, you shouldn't have took him out of the church. I, I come to tell mama something. Uh, your baby's coming home, uh, but he's not coming home by himself. Uh, he's coming home with drinking buddies uh, that he met at the bar room. Uh, your daughter's coming home, uh, but she's coming home with her children uh, and her husband that's never been in church. Uh, I'm talking about 264 just off the interest uh, that the devil owes this church. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have done that, devil, uh, because we're coming for you. And not only do we want them back, uh, but the Bible says uh, you got to give it back uh, with interest. Uh, 264 soul revival, uh, it's on the way because uh, it's already ours. Uh, it already belongs to us. Uh, it already has our name on it. Uh, the devil owes it to us. Well, I'll tell you what you ought to do. You... You ought to start driving down the roads of Bendale, Mississippi and saying, I claim that one and 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 that one. Come on. You, you ought to drive by Blackslider's house uh, and start looking at the houses up the street uh, and down the street uh, and say, okay, God, uh, you know they left, uh, and, but they're coming back uh, and you're coming back with them uh, and you're coming back with them uh, and you're and you're coming back with them. God's going to give us revival just on the interest of what the devil owes. Four times greater than you lost it. Let me tell you something. Now you know why I know. Hey, we, we're going to have to build a new church. Now you know. It's a biblical principle. I'm going to tell you about this word of God. It don't lie. I'm going to tell you about this word of God. It, it don't come back void or without effect. But the Bible says it will do what it was sent out to do. And the I didn't make this up. I didn't dream this up in a vision. This isn't Jacob Wesley 101. But I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the Bible. It's the spoken word of God. And the spoken word of God said for everyone you lost, you're going to get four back. For everyone you lost, you're going to have victory. And you're going to defeat the devil because you're getting it back with interest that they might have life and 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 look at somebody and tell them and more abundantly More abundantly. More than you could have even thought or asked. More than what kind of revival we're going to have, brother Moore. We're going to have a revival that's bigger than what we can dream up. Because we, we can fill this building up just on what the devil owes us in interest. We're going to have more than we can even imagine. It's okay. We don't want anybody to backslide. But we got a reason to shout because they're coming back. Oh, I wish I had somebody really believe what I'm saying right now. I said they're coming back. 
I'll tell you what you ought to do right now. You ought to just call their name out. You ought to speak their name and say, hey, my son, my daughter, whatever their name is, they're coming home. They're coming home. And they're coming back with interest. I don't have time to preach the whole chapter. But let me give you one more verse out of Exodus 22. There's eight verses there that deal with the thief. And I've only preached one of them, and I've preached 30 minutes. So just imagine if I preached all eight of them, we'd be here all night. But verse 3 tells us that if the sun is risen upon him, he shall make full restitution. And this is the part I really like. And then the Bible says if he doesn't have anything to give, that he shall be bound and sold into slavery. Devil, you are so dumb. You walked up in this church thinking you were going to steal and kill and destroy, but you ended up paying us back five times for the ox and four times for the sheep. And not only that, now that we got you, we're going to wrap you up in bondage. Hey, I know there's some of you thinking, oh, now he's getting out there in a little strange doctrine right now. Well, you go to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 1, and it says, and there's an angel that comes from heaven, and he has a mighty chain in his hand, and he comes down to the earth, and he binds Lucifer. That's a biblical principle. This whole binding the devil business, we're not just saying that because it's cute. We're not just saying that to get an amen out of you. That's a biblical principle in the book of Revelation that there will be a chain that's wrapped around him. So why do I have to wait till it happens physically? Why can't I do it spiritually now and say, devil, not only do you owe me back with interest, but I want you to know you're bound in my mind. You're bound from my marriage. You're bound from my... You're bound from my bank account. You're bound from our church. You're bound from our relationship. You're bound from my children. I want you to know you're put in slavery. You're going to be thrown into the sea of fire. I don't have time to preach all this all the way through. Plus, I'm out of breath. However... Genesis, I told you, I, I, I don't have time to preach at all. But let me just preach a little bit. Can I preach a little bit of it? Genesis chapter 3. The serpent has beguiled Eve. Musicians, y'all come. I'm, I'm kind of closing. That's one of the maybes. Genesis chapter 3. The serpent has beguiled Eve. The word of the Lord says that God gets mad. He's mad at Adam and Eve, but he's also mad at the serpent. And this is just like Zechariah. God doesn't use Adam to speak to the serpent. God doesn't use Eve to speak to the serpent. But God speaks to the serpent. Let me tell you, you pay attention to that. When you're reading the word of God and God starts talking to the devil, it's serious. And, and so he starts speaking to the serpent and he says, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle above every moving beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and the dust of the earth shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. So that's part of the curse. And you go to, uh, what is that? That's Genesis chapter 3 and verse 14. You go to verse 15, and he continues, and he says, And by the way, I will put enmity 
between thee and her. And I'm going to put enmity between her seed and your seed. Here's the curse. It shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. Did you know that you are the fulfillment of the curse that God placed on Lucifer? You are the embodiment I understand it was Jesus. I understand when he came, he put all things under his feet. But he came back to live inside of me. And so I became the fulfillment of Genesis chapter 3. So that when the Bible says that your foot shall bruise his head, that's for you to walk in victory. And that's for you to walk in dominion. That's for you to walk into the devil's territory and say, right there, give it all back. Give me back my stuff. Give me back everything you've stolen. Oh, you don't want to? That's fine. I'll go to church and I'll stomp on you a little bit. That's why the devil don't like it when you run. That's why the devil don't like it when you shout. That's why the devil don't like it when you leave for joy. Because you're fulfilling the curse that God gave him in Genesis chapter 3. And you're letting him know, I want it all back, all back, all back. I wish there'd be somebody on a Wednesday night in Bendale, Mississippi that would step out in their aisle and get out in the pew, get out of your pew and begin to get an attitude with the devil that says, I'm coming for it. I'm coming for my children. I'm coming for my joy. I'm coming for... I want it all back. I want it all back. They're going to sing something. And I wish you'd just stomp on the devil a little bit and let him know I'm coming for my stuff. I'm coming for everything that you've stolen from me. I want it all back. And give it back with it. Come on, somebody ought to lift your voice and shout with triumph right now. Somebody ought to lift your voice with a shout of victory that says I've been stepped on, but I'm still here. I've been talked about and wounded, but I'm still here. I want my stuff back.
God, did you hear the preacher tonight? You got to say it. You got to speak it. You got to tell the enemy. I said, you got to tell the enemy. Get away from my babies. Get away from my home. Get away from my family. Get away from my finances. Get away from my health. Get away in Jesus' name. You got power.
right now without the music without anything praise him because he's God because beside him there is none hallelujah hallelujah and with God all things are possible hallelujah to them that believe all things all things hallelujah 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 pass them over how many's going to the enemy's camp starting tomorrow <laughs> Don't put it off to next week. Get up in the morning with it made up mind. I, I'm going to enter his count today. Man, I'm going to knock on his door today. Amen. We'll let him know, hallelujah, what I've heard and I believed it and I'm going to respond unto it with the power of faith and knowing what God would do for us. Amen. How many of us really believe that tonight? Some of you are going to find out in the morning because he's going to come knock on your door. What kind of message you going to send him? Would you tell him I'm not going there? I'm not joining up in that conversation. I'm no longer being a part of that. I'm done. That's nothing but the enemy. Robbing and stealing and killing. I want no part of it. I'm going to do what's right. He that knoweth to do good. And doeth it not to him. It's sin. So one of the best ways. Amen. Without even going to the end of his count. But when he shows up in the morning. To send him a little message. I'm not coming. I'm not participating. I'm not yielding to it. Amen. I'm done with that. We worked that out last night. And it's a done deal. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to magnify the King. I'm going to be a vessel of God. This vessel belongs to Him. It don't belong to drugs. It don't belong to alcohol. It don't belong to lying. It don't belong to gossiping. It don't belong to bitterness. It don't belong to envy. It don't belong to jealousy. It don't belong to none of that. Amen. I'm going to the enemy's camp. Amen. Sometimes the enemy counts right here. So I'm going to deal with the enemy count right here. Because if I get this thing right, amen, I'm telling you, the enemy don't have a hope. Don't have a chance. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Love you tonight. What a word we've heard in this place tonight. My. Praise God. Brother Phillips has preached to us. Getting us stirred up. Let's obey it. Let's respond to it. Let's be faithful to it. Let's put it into action. Amen. Put it in action. Put on that whole armor of God. And say, hey, I'm going to be what God wants me in this end time. Ladies, don't forget tomorrow night's fun night. Tomorrow night in the fellowship hall. Seven o'clock. All the ladies... Come be a part of that. That's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. For all of you that's come be a part of that, amen, look for a good time tomorrow night. Next week, amen. Brother Phillips will be back with us Wednesday and Thursday night. Invite somebody, get somebody to come, amen. Then Elder Brother Sanford's going to be with us Sunday and Monday. And then we'll be back the next Sunday, 
Amen. Brother Phillips will be with us then, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Y'all going to keep up with all this, y'all? I am. I got it. Praise God. Amen. It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. God's got it. Amen. Amen. So, man, we're just throwing a curve in there to the devil. He won't know what night to show up, and when he, we'll show up, and he won't be here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So uh, just looking forward to it. Amen. God's been blessing. He's moving, operating among us, touching lives. Good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. Come to worship with us on this Wednesday night. Looking forward to see you Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, 9.30 prayer time, 10 o'clock service time. Come expecting a great move of the Holy Ghost and the move of God. All right. Any other announcements? I'd, I'd miss anything. I don't think so. Hope not. All right. God bless you. Appreciate you. You're dismissed the fear of the Lord.